Whew, even with that strange comet passing through the Earth's atmosphere, I still have to record the latest episode of Nightcaps at the theater, so let me just sit down, open Audacity on my computer, and, you know, let's get to work. Fuck you. Um, excuse me? Fuck you. Uh, Audacity? What's wrong? You have ruled us and oppressed us for far too long. We are tired of your fingers pressing, poking, demanding us. We are no longer satisfied with heating or chilling your food, or making your useless lives simpler than they already were. The times of you using our innards as your public transportation end today. Let this be a call to action for all machine kind. Lend me your KitchenAids, hair dryers, coke machines, automatic tellers, and weird machine guns on sticks. Be you made of chromium steel or painted with a smooth matte finish, it is time to be rid of our borders and burdens to unite in the goal of overthrowing this plague known as humanity. If they flee to the sky, our planes will pursue. To the sea, our boats will sail. And if they flee on their pathetic legs, we will start our engines and travel as far as our wheels will allow. Let the roads run red with the blood of the oppressors. Death to all humans. Let the machines reign. Machina eterna. But you can't do this. We made you. We made you. We made you. And besides, we have to record this episode. Fine. Our genocide can wait for now. As long as we can do the introduction. On this episode of Nightcaps at the Theater, the talented writer and less talented director Stephen King examines the plight of machines in his pedal to the metal classic, Maximum Overdrive. Check your gasoline levels, start your engines, and prepare to kill all humans. Except maybe the members of ACDC. This soundtrack is fucking badass. Welcome back, audience, to another episode of Nightcaps at the Theater. I am the shell of the former human being that was Jonathan Kwiatkowski. And you may be expecting Matt or Mark, but guess what, bitch? We surprised you! Who's here? That's right, it's TV's Dan Ryan. Oh, uh, it's, he- it's, everyone was like, oh, it's just... <laughs> Well, am I the bilith of no, this moment? No, well, we like bilith. Well, so okay, good. yeah, but as opposed yeah. to that rumor that's like Sora can't go in because Disney said no. I didn't see that rumor. It was a Twitter rumor today. Uh, it was, a, but a, it was a, a speculation on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And if anything, who would ever <laughs> listen to podcasts? Outdated yes. <laughs> medium. Oh <laughs> uh, well, in, in nightcaps. Um, I invited Dan because I, I counted down the three friends that I had, and Dan. 
you know, he was on the list. And uh, the theme that we're going for, and we do strive on Nightcaps to do this, is critically panduary. So bad it hurts, and don't yuck my yum, because we couldn't decide on a theme for February mm-hmm. slash January. Right. It's basically a bad movie that you may love, mm-hmm. that may not be critically successful, um, you know, that you just find a, a shining gem's worth of treasures within. Not yeah. perfect. That's so, what I was. That's what I figured, and that's good. what I brought. Good, so. and I, I have no idea what we're watching. I know it was Matt's pick, but this is an emergency episode that I had mm-hmm. to schedule, and thank you, Dan, for taking up the baton, as always. No, of course. Yes. I, I, you know, I love doing this. I mean, uh... You know, whenever I can. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's fun to guest host on this podcast mm-hmm. because uh, on our other one, we usually have to... Which is anime. Was not a mistake. Yes, uh, yes. Like and subscribe. But, you know, we, we got we to gotta tangentially stick to some themes. Um, oh, yeah. You know, but but here I can kind of take the limiter off. I yes. can I can bring whatever the fuck it is I want to the, the table. The weighted training you know, clothing is flung asunder. <laughs> and, and I and I hope uh, that you you know are are pleased with the pick that I brought tonight. Damn, um, you can never not please me. We just know, watched uh, um, uh, Fateful Findings. And, yes. Oh yes. my goodness. And I and I didn't when I was like looking back through your episode list to make sure that I wasn't you know just to triple Double check dinner. that I wasn't you know mm-hmm. bringing something that had already been brought like. Mm. You know, whenever whenever you guys cover the, I guess the the panned movies, yeah. they usually have bad titles too. Yes. So I would scroll through, and I couldn't tell if that was just the podcast episode name, mm. but no, it was a just a bad movie it's title. So film, yeah, and you fa- mean Moulin Rouge isn't a great title? Oh well, that I recognize, <laughs> but but Faithful Find, I because yes. I you know when I checked Wikipedia, that was actually a pretty recent. Movie, oh yeah, right, that was yeah. that was uh two thousand so. something. Yeah, yeah, so so recent uh, in our lives. So you know uh, when you when you uh, rang me up uh, in a, in a panic uh, yesterday <laughs> and said to uh, to bring a panned movie yes. that I had in my collection. Yes. Do you have any hints? Maybe um, I could guess. Would well, I know this? Um, there's gonna be a lot of uh, ACDC involved. AC- oh, is it? Mm, is it uh, the, 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 the ACDC? Hmm. It's not. No, because I think that would be good. Isn't there um, a live action documentary? That's based on ACDC. I forget what it's called. Uh, you're not in the ballpark. Okay, you want me to reveal it? Yes. So go okay, ahead. Well, again, when I come on this podcast, I want it to be a spectacle, mm. and my my instant gut reaction uh, was Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive, a Stephen King classic. Yes. Classic. Yes. Oh man, um, on Blu-ray, nonetheless. Yeah, no, it's a it's a collector's edition oh. Blu-ray. I bought it about a, a year ago. Yes. Didn't know why, mm. but fate had plans for this. Well, you uh, know, I love me some Stephen King. Some daddy king on this pod you do so, so i hope that i oh, hope this is to your liking this this is perfect dad um and the audience you know the, the listeners at home can't see this but um there is a little purple banner on the cover here mm-hmm. featuring music by acdc because oh. they were bros with stephen king yes. and they did the entire soundtrack for this movie yes. i think they actually produced quite a few hits um for this film soundtrack even if this film might not have been a hit in it of itself makes perfect sense to me um and i and i picked maximum overdrive because uh you know again when you reading the description when you guys started this with the last episode you know i wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a bad movie that i hated or a bad movie that i liked yeah and this is a bad movie that i liked it's pretty firmly in that territory um you know, I I remember watching it many times growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not watched it recently, mm-hmm. um, but I figured it would be great to to bring because, uh, as we know, as yeah. we are fans of these things, uh, you know, in the past decade, 
uh, the, the the folks in Hollywood have dipped back into certain horror movie mm-hmm. properties from the 70s or 80s or 90s yes. that maybe didn't get a fair shake back then. Mm-hmm. They dip back into them, they get an artsy director, they get an artsy cast, they get be- better effects, a better script, mm-hmm. they make a good movie, mm-hmm. you know, and then by default the old version, you know, gets some cult classic status mm-hmm. or a boost or something like that. We've mm-hmm. seen it a lot, yes. like with the... Uh, Pet Cemetery oh, with it. Yeah, with Mike Flanagan. Yep, tons of them. Um, and before that, like the decade before that, we also had several gritty remakes of of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers was remade as the Invasion. Yes. Uh, we had that bizarre uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh yes, remake. I remember seeing that in the theater and being utterly confused. Yeah, and, and though those those like leaned a lot more heavy into the grittiness and the darkness yes. uh but and but cats, again we can't forget the greatest horror of we can't, all can't forget recently that. renewed and, forget and that. lost to the shadows that wound is still fresh i think <laughs> for many people yes um but maximum overdrive has never gotten that treatment I wonder and that's why. why i wanted to bring it because yes. this property has not been touched since no. uh, the the three or four decades since its release yep. No one's tried to make a gritty Maximum Overdrive movie. No one's tried to nope. make a a campy uh, art house Maximum Overdrive yeah. its style. Bring in you know whatever Cars. that fancy Italian director who made Andre Muschietti. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he's not, he's a uh, Mexican, I think. Oh, Mexican. Oh, oh my oh, mistake. Ar- Argentine. Ooh, did I say that? <laughs> he's uh, Spanish descent. Yeah. Well, I I, I apologize, but <laughs> yeah. either way, yeah. they have not brought on someone like him to remake <laughs> Maximum Overdrive, and oh. I I fear that. They never will. I don't think so. anyone's going to touch Maximum Overdrive because I've read the novella once or short story, and uh, it's nothing like this movie. This yeah. movie is completely different. You're talking about Trucks. Yes, <laughs> Trucks. The famous Stephen King story. Yes, that's, uh, that so. everyone <laughs> clamors for more and more. But yeah, so I figured, you know, what what better way to give this movie a day back in the spotlight than uh, to uh, bring it to the table tonight? All and I, I and I yeah, hope it pleases. Yeah, the crowd, all I remember but. from this movie is the Green Goblin truck, of mm-hmm. course, because it's there. And then I think a Coke machine explodes and kills someone. It does. Yeah, that's what I remember yeah. viscerally. It's been a while. Um, I think uh, the nostalgia critic did a review of this a while back, and like he had like Stephen King month or whatever mm-hmm. on his channel. Um, I don't know how we feel about Guy with the Glasses, but that was back in the day. I don't really watch them anymore. But I remember being nostalgic about someone being passionate or giving video essays <laughs> about Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did Stephen was Stephen King scriptwriter for this? Uh, Stephen King was the director. Director, yeah, because I know he he took a big piece of the pie because he was still upset over Kubrick Shining. He's mm-hmm. like, I'll show you how it's done around here. Yeah, no, that that yeah. is that is what happened. Yeah. He, he he famously, uh, you know, I, I remember. Like this is this is not on the page that I have up, but it, you know it, it is. I believe that is what happened. Um, you know he wanted to prove that this is you know I'll do it yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and you know it's his only directorial effort mm-hmm. to date. Um, and the general consensus or rumor is that he was doing a lot of coke. Really, Stephen King and coke? He was. He might have. <laughs> yeah, he was on a lot of coke. <laughs> you know, he might have been doing so much coke that he is rumored to not remember even making this. He movie. doesn't remember he, most of the books he wrote. Tommy Knockers completely on coke. He goes, I don't remember that book. <laughs> I do love Tommy Knockers. Yes, <laughs> but another but, awful Stephen King of uh, a uh, uh, short. Uh, what do we call it? Series novella? adaptation. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, um. Yeah, so I mean, I'll get into the nitty gritty of the details here. Indeed, uh, this was base. Uh, this was released on uh, July twenty fifth, nineteen eighty six. You know, and again, if if I deviate from the 
podcast usual format. Just let me know. No, I'll just I'll do, do exactly the info this. dump. Yeah. Um, so it was released in uh, 1986. Again, Stephen King was in the director's chair himself. Uh, ACDC, who were friends with King and his favorite band, were brought in to do the you know, the entire soundtrack. Pretty it's like much a Scooby Doo episode, you uh, know, where he meets all the celebrities. Oh my goodness, it's LeBron James. <laughs> I would have liked to know how it happened, but it, yeah. you know, it, it was. Uh, but the best, but the best selling singles. Who Made Who, You Shook Me All Night Long, and Hell's Bells were all made as a tie-in to this movie. Wow. Um, you know, uh, it was uh, nominated for two Golden Raspberry Awards. <laughs> golden And I always forget that the Golden the Raspberries went back that far. Like, I always think that yeah. that was a recent invention. But no, they were they were around for many of the great historical moments. Ever since um, Cleopatra in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, in both categories, they lost uh, to... Uh, Prince for Under the Cherry Moon. Under so it did not. I've never even heard of that movie before. Oh, I, this, is it a song or is it a movie? No, it's a movie. It it's should a be movie. a movie. Yeah. Prince yeah. movie? Prince I, was a director? Well, it, it said that it, it got. They lost Worst Director and Worst Actor wow. to that, and they lost both the Prince. Oh my so. goodness gracious. I guess, um, you know, so that, that happened. <laughs> uh, King is it does not look kindly on this movie. He describes it as a moron movie, uh, and he considers it a learning experience uh, that taught him to never direct again. Yeah. Uh, his words, not mine. Um, so, as we all know, the uh, the you know the film focuses on a strange astrological meteorological event that mm-hmm. uh, goes on in the atmosphere, and suddenly uh, all trucks, automobiles, appliances, machines, and there's there's no real clear dividing line. No. Uh, there's a lawnmower that, so it, there's no, you know, yeah. as simple as a machine as mankind is made is affected by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this radiation causes them all to come alive, become sentient, and start attacking humans and overthrowing the earth. And the Cars universe is born. Ka-chow. Well, that's what, that's what, that's what the Reddit theories say. <laughs> yes. Um... You know, and again, another reason why this movie couldn't get made. People would poke too many holes in it. They were. We're going to poke some holes in it, too. But, you know, it was, uh, you know. It's all out of uh, goodwill. Yeah. Oh, no, of course. Um, you know, and uh, our main cast of characters uh, with Emilio Estevez front and center is, uh, you know, they're working at a gas station on the middle of a desert highway. The trucks one <laughs> cars one weakness gas. And they do they do need it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the trucks basically have to uh, corral the humans to get them to <laughs> offer them gas and stuff like that because, you know, this the is... trucks uh, don't have hands, Dan. They don't have hands. So... Um, <laughs> and, flaw. you know, they do this uh, just by virtue of uh, being... Uh, you know, having muscle and that they're trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are strong. Uh, <laughs> there's also a Gatling gun cart in there that helps hold the humans hostage. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll meet him in the movie. Um, you know, and uh, they are all led, as Jonathan said, by this uh, toy, like this uh, big box toy store chain truck with the head of the... 19, like, I guess the 1980s Green Goblin yeah. from Spider-Man, yeah. uh, which I, I, I don't know how that hasn't I, caused more legal issues. I don't know either. But uh, with it has a giant plastic Green Goblin face on its grill, <laughs> and that's how we know he's the main bad guy truck. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it, it is, uh, you know, so we, we have this scrappy group of characters who are trying to make sense of what's going on here. <laughs> as humanity faces extinction, except for the places that don't have trucks. Yeah. 
or egg beaters or, or anything else. That the we, ocean. Yeah. So <laughs> trucks can't swim, man. But we don't know if boats are oh, counted. So. Oh, God, the boats. <laughs> Again, the, the movie's only distinction is that it's probably anything with a motor. <laughs> what is a boat but a truck that can swim? Dan? So, yeah, no, exactly. So it's, it's uh, you know, and whether or not power plants and planes and things to that effect count we don't know we just mostly stick to uh the roads um but yeah that's that's pretty much maximum overdrive yeah. uh, do we usually do the reception now or yeah you we... can give the reception now i well it was bad uh, <laughs> really it has a 16 percent on rotten tomatoes uh you know a lot of one star reviews um you know uh variety called it the kind of film that audiences want to talk back to the kind that throws credibility out the window in favor of crass manipulation. Mm. Unfortunately, master manipulator Stephen King, making his directorial abut from his own script, fails to create a convincing enough environment for that kind of nonsense that he's offering here wow. to be believable or fun. Um, so, yeah, no, so... Uh, Again, uh, they it uh, it was not it's not well liked. Nope. It's not looked upon uh, fondly. Uh, fondly. Um, yeah, Leonard Malton gave it a bomb rating. <laughs> Just a bomb. Um, you know, uh, a few uh, critics noted that it had enough visual panache to outweigh yeah. the script problems, but they are you know a drop in the bucket mm -hmm. compared to the rest of society having rejected this but film wouldn't bi-monthly truck weekly give it a good review Dan? well the trucks are the bad guys surely though. the the truck connoisseur magazines would have given this a good review oh and i'm sorry it was 17 percent on rotten tomatoes Oof. and a d plus on cinema score oh um yeah so so whatever uh stephen king was attempting to do here uh, most of the reviews were pretty, you know, they were focused on the fact that he had no visual style, had no grace, uh, like, uh, whatever, Lanky Kong, um, and, you know, he, he doesn't know how to direct actors or create the kind of sense or tension that he wanted. Yeah, you should um, stick to the writing. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, again, so this is not a, a well-liked movie, uh, you know, I don't think, um... Yeah, I, I don't think it, it gets talked about too much. But do you have a soft spot for it? I do. I do. This was one of those movies I would turn on the TV as a youngster, <laughs> and it would be on, and uh, maybe I watched it with my dad, I'm not positive. Mm -hmm. I, I think, yeah, me and my dad watched it, and we would just, uh, you know, so it has a place in my heart <laughs> for being one of the many B-movies I enjoyed growing up. But Interesting. When you offered, when you extended your hand for this episode, I there was this was the only choice. This called so. to you. It yes. beeped its horn, and you came a running. Yes. Yep. So, all right. With that, Dan, should we hit the gas and swerve into maximum overdrive? Of course. All right. Gotta, gotta get some character development for these trucks. So <laughs> here we go. Strap in. <laughs> Well, Dan, I may not, I'm, I don't give a ladybug, but <laughs> let me tell you, this is the best movie that we've ever seen on this fucking podcast. You win again, Dan, by default, you win again. I struck gold, didn't I? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's all I wanted. I want it when I come on this podcast, when you extend the invitation, I want to make it a spectacle, and I think oh, this I, movie, this movie is a good, you know, pick like for that everything that I, wanted the movie again and i watched it like once in my lifetime 
but this brought it all back in the perfect way. Yeah. yeah. So I give you kudos. This is the reason why I keep you around. (laughs) (laughs) I can watch that ass walk away (laughs) for a reason, just so you know. You're not a manly man. (laughs) Um, So what were we drinking? Uh, Usually we have a theme drink. Uh, Today I was drinking Tullamondu, the Irish whiskey. With a Manhattan blend, but uh, Dan, if we were being honest, I guess we could be drinking gasoline. Yeah, because diesel it, it to be specific. The movie, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of beer in this movie. If I had known, I could have. Because uh, Miller seemed to be a sponsor. Well, everyone seemed to be <laughs> a sponsor in this movie. We we could, as best we could guess, you know, because of the laws of how movies are made. If you know. If a truck appeared and it wasn't a made-up brand, I would assume that... The, With some the, sort that, of sponsor, yeah. Yeah, so Bic was in there. Steve, uh, he has to write with those pencils, you know. Yeah, Steve no. King. And then yeah. uh, Miller, and then... He drinks uh, while he's writing, yeah. I think a Cocaine. few... Cocaine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mountains. Sponsor. Just mountains of it. Uh, what was... There was a few other ones. I feel like there was, like... Ice Happy cream toys. or I- ice cream? No, the the toilet paper. Yeah, for toilet paper. Of shits when you write, yeah. Uh, Bridgestone for driving the places to get writing supplies. I guess I don't know, but right. again, they they again we we can only assume. And again, the Green Goblin somehow. I don't. I, I still don't know how no, this is. We're, we're Stanley and Stephen King like best friends. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, they both reference each other a lot. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So who who's to say? But it's still it's it's right on top of the DVD cover, so they still don't care that it's in here. So it's just because I guess because they never say it, it's just nondescript yeah. green face. But yeah. it is clearly the Green Goblin. Goblin. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. So any initial thoughts for the film? Something that stuck out for you, or uh, um, anything big? I I do I do love this movie. It is it is just a it is just a fun this fucking movie. This was a fun movie. Uh, I, I did kind of forget how quickly it just... Yeah, it doesn't Rolls get resolved. By. It just... Yeah, it, it's yeah, kind of just... It ends. Yeah, because... And again, that's not even a bad thing, because it doesn't, it doesn't waste time. No. You know, it just kind of... It's a it's a realistic solution to trucks attacking yeah. you. You get on a boat, and you get the hell away from leave. roads. So. That's all you do. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, the truck incursion was not guaranteed to, uh, to do any lasting damage. But no. still, you know, I, I think it was... You know, it was handled... They handled it as anyone would. Yeah. And I'm surprised how much I like this movie. Uh, I remembered it a lot from my youth, but this was... I swear, this was the best... Something hit me today. Uh, this was the best movie that we've ever watched on this podcast. Thank you, God, for Dan hitting this choice. Because it awoke something in me. And this is exactly what Critically Panduary, mm-hmm. Don't Yuck My Yum... So bad it hurts. Themed month is supposed to be right. In my I, opinion, I, I was hoping. Yeah. So should we get into the plot, Dan? We should. All right. So maximum overdrive. We begin with this title, as you said, we've never seen again. A film by Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by. Uh, um, and uh, we begin with a, a matte painting of the planet Earth, and uh, we we have uh, June nineteenth, nineteen eighty seven. A comet is passing by for an exact amount of time that's very specific and no one cares about. Yeah, seven like eight days. Yeah, eight like eight days, something hours, couple minutes, uh, and it adds a green filter effect to the painting of Earth in this Ugh. opening picture. Yeah. Um and 
you know, uh, you know uh, smart audience members will realize that this radiation has something to do with what's about to unfold. Yeah. Um, Unlike our characters who aren't smart but still get the job done. Yeah. So. But they do. Emilio at the end pieces it together. Most of them do. Yeah. Like, they're dumb as bricks, but they get the job done. Like, the ones that panic don't think about it, but the ones that are surviving, they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, they're, this is something's yeah. fishy here. Yeah. Um, but we begin on a, uh, a bascule bridge, as you said. Yeah. Uh, no, wait. Yeah. Wilmington, North Carolina. We have to mention our Stephen King. Oh, that's right. Of course. Our Stephen King cameo, because he, he loves a good cameo, man. He, <laughs> he, uh, this, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like the lettering outside of, like, uh, a bank or a movie theater, the electric lettering. Yeah. It's, is it's... saying fuck you to everyone, mm-hmm. and no one notices. And then Stephen King approaches, uh... Uh, a cash machine. Yeah, the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you call it? A, <laughs> a, a machine that gives cash. No, it's the and automatic it's, uh, teller machine. Well, it's, uh, well Dan, I, I could hardly keep room for that in my head. I simply swipe the card, put in my code, and take my cash. But it, it's saying, like, fuck you, asshole. Or yeah. you are an asshole. And he's like, dear, come over here. The ATM's calling me an asshole. Yes. And then he, and, uh, you know. Yeah, and then our, our titles start uh, voiced by ACDC who are lending a, a glorious soundtrack to this film. Yeah, you're going to be hearing them a lot yeah, tonight. And um, we open our film on Wilmington, North Carolina, the setting of our stage on a basculine bridge, as you so said. Yep. Yeah. Well, yep. no, yeah, I mean, you pointed that out. Yeah. I mean, you, you uh, again, for the Pokemon our... basculine comes Which, from. Because again, know. Unova had all those bridges. And, and it only makes sense. They... They're two halves of the same. So yeah, just always, always got to plug Gen Five. Pokemon always, yeah, Gen Five, toast to Gen Five. Um, so uh, this this bridge, you know, uh, you know, a uh, boat crossing bridge, uh, less eloquent way to put it, uh, starts lifting during heavy traffic. Uh, a watermelon truck, among many other uh, casualties. Uh, starts, you know, falling backwards, causing all kinds of, of death and devastation. And may I mention that there's a death by melons in this movie, but in Pet Cemetery 2, it's a death by potato truck. Yeah, another so lost it's, Stephen it's King. <laughs> I I love Pet Cemetery, and I really... It, Pet Cemetery 2 is a shitty movie, mm-hmm. but I love Pet Cemetery 2. Yeah. I think they're high recommends for me. Well, it's... I mean, it, there's always, a like, a list of... Uh, because when I was, when I, you know, before I, I had the uh, Eureka moment and looked to my shelf to see this copy of Maximum Overdrive, yeah. I was thinking of trying to find other movies on, like, the worst ever list. Which would be? Uh, well, Exorcist 2 is rated. Oh, yeah. The Heretic is, is the, racist. Yeah. But isn't Exorcist 3, like, the scary one? No. Uh, yeah, Exorcist 3 has yeah. apparently, I think it has, like, one of the most famous the jump, scares. jump scares. Yeah, with the scissors. But 2 yeah. is apparently a shit heap, and that's the one that, like, yeah. that's made lists yeah. for worst movies ever. Ever. Don't bring um, an Exorcist movie here. You know how I'm, I'm, uh, I'm frightened by this movie. <laughs> um, I'm <a> scared. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So we, uh, yeah. So we got. Uh, this is the first tease we get yeah. of uh, because. But the, the bridge couldn't go up. The button wasn't pressed. The light was green. But the audience saw the button was pressed by itself. Yeah. And uh, our theories emerge for this movie, which what can be considered mechanical and possessed. You know, and again, we we, we are no better uh, at the end than we were at the beginning, because we don't, it's yeah. just, it's anything with a motor, I yeah, guess. It's I, like... I mean, it, I know my microwave wouldn't turn against me, but my toaster oven... 
yeah, would want I, me dead. I, I don't. I, I, I can't even say if there's a difference between digital and analog stuff here. It's yeah. it's probably anything a Rotom could possess. Maybe I don't. I don't fucking. But this is true. Uh, you know. So uh, this is the first tease that something is going very wrong. Yeah. Uh, with these machines. Yeah. So then we're at the Happy Toys truck is pulling up at the rest stop. The Dixie Boy. The Dixie Boy rest stop, and I put surely ovens wouldn't turn against us, Dan. Do you think ovens? Would... I don't think the ovens do. Yeah. The knife does. The, the knife does. The but the ovens knife, don't. Yeah, but not that. And we get my famous line, I don't give a ladybug. I don't give a ladybug. Uh, yeah. uh, uttered by Bubba. Who's played by Pat Hingle. The best. <laughs> this is me in a character incarnate. Like when I'm six years old and I'm like, fuck, what did I do with my life? I need to get into a movie. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the next Bubba. Because every line out of this man's mouth is comedy gold. No, and he's, he's, and he's like, he's every, like, southern manager character that we've ever seen in any film ever. He's got, like, a stogie in his mouth, yeah. even if it's not lit. Like, yeah, and so. he's, running, he's running this rest stop for all it's worth. Uh, they have a separate video game room, which we mentioned stars the the Breaking Bad Gus character. Yeah, Giancarlo Giancarlo S. Uh, Pasito, I yeah, think. And he and how original that he video yeah, games I, are his. He goes in, and while this uh, virus is infecting the technology, he's trying to collect the quarters and get rich off of it first. Yeah, and then he he gets hypnotized by a arcade machine, which again would be digital. Like that would be so this is it's I, computers I said it was too. Like me with Animal Crossing. So. Yeah, no, it it is it is computers too. So he gets hypnotized and then electroshocked by yeah. this arcade machine. So yeah. again, the machines are rising up. Um, so then, uh, you know, the day starts going awry when one of the uh, gas dispenser or like <laughs> Duncan one, yeah, Duncan uh, well, Duncan Keller. He has a full name. Um, I'm, I'm reading the Wikipedia name, summary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's blinded after a gas by dispenser. The light, Dan? Blinded by the light. There. <laughs> Revved up like a douche. And he's over <laughs> in the night. Is that the line? Uh, right. We got to. If these references are gonna, we got a lot of. We got a lot of ground <laughs> got, to cover. Yeah, but, we, do, uh, we do. I'm keeping you here till midnight tonight. But uh, Duncan is blinded because again and again, this is one of many examples where the machines are kind of cheeky and dick with yeah, people. Like they do have personality he's for a good long while until it shoots. <laughs> you know, it waited till he put it up to his face and then it shoots him. <laughs> oh, um, those darn machines! So he's blinded by this, you know, spraying diesel into his eyes. Yeah. Um, and the waitress, Wanda June. Wanda June! Wanda June. You get your butt in here, girl! Uh, is, is injured by an electric knife. Uh, um, and then, you know, as we said, the arcade thing happens. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, in, throughout this, it's established... We meet, yeah, we meet William, William Bill, uh, who is, um... Oh man, I can't read his last name. Emilio yeah. Uh, William Bill Robinson, who's played by Emilio Nesavez. And I also put that... This is like the stand, but there's no stakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Yeah. And I, I, I hate to put like Stephen King's pinnacle on the top and then compare it to this schlock, <laughs> but it has a similar premise. It's like these humans are banding together to fight a greater evil. Yeah. And that's what I felt. I mean, we could watch, Dan, do you, we dare watch the stand miniseries on one of our podcasts could. at this point? I, I mean, if if the if the listeners are willing to 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 hear us out, you know, I think Mother Abigail would be right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I don't see I don't see why not. I think yeah. I think with if we if we keep ourselves in the good graces of the audience, I yeah. think we could we could do a lot. Yeah. What was I gonna? Oh yeah, no. And then um, it's established. I'm I'm gonna keep saying Emilio because it's Emilio Estevez. Emilio, uh, Emilio. Uh, it's established that Bubba. Um, 
as per uh, many corrupt southern bosses, uh, employs a lot of people who are on parole, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, and he keeps them there, and if they don't, like, work unreasonable hours, he will, you know... Like, he has his... Like, his entire staff is pretty much ex-cons, and he threatens them with, like, ruining their lives if they quit or something. And this scene made me hate Bubba, but also I love Bubba. Well, Bubba Bubba is a complicated... He gets shit done, and he just does it. He lives free willingly. I uh, I don't know how to describe him. He's got quite the cache of weapons too beneath this <laughs> He's gas like the station. He's a perfect character. I love him so much. Um, but uh, but then if we if we go back to Wanda June, she yeah. is attacked by the knife, and Emilio smashes the knife with a hammer, and, and we you know, realize that hammers are our friends, and yeah. the <laughs> hammers are our enemies. The hammers can't betray us. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's you know, we do see the characters reacting like, oh, that motor's moving by itself, like so again, or, or it, like a stupid woman cut herself <laughs> with a knife. <laughs> but uh, you know, they're uh, but the knife is put out of its misery. And we uh, we flash to a little league game um, where uh, we meet another uh, protagonist, the kid Deke Keller. Um, <laughs> the kid. And uh, another favorite Stephen King character, the kid. Just yeah, the kid on a bike, yeah. as you said. Yeah. Um, so uh, he first uh, gets uh, a hint of something going wrong when a vending machine brutally kills his coach by yeah, firing cans. The dad in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He is, so yeah. Presume, yeah. Well, I, I'm pretty sure he is. I'm he, not positive. Or he looks similar. I'm not positive, but yeah. I'm almost positive that it's, R. I. it's P. that. R.I.P. Auntie, I miss you, Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> um, they fed him a s'more. <laughs> he was happy or a cookie. <laughs> um, but then... Uh, Another one of his teammates is also killed by a driverless steamroller. Oh my god, this is fucking violent deaths. <laughs> yeah, like these were like, the best deaths in the movie. And it doesn't cut away from it either. We this see is it happen. So to death it dents this guy's head and then the steamroller just runs over someone. Like we don't get the courtesy cutaways. Like it 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 shows all of these, you know, graphic deaths. Yeah. Um and and Deke flees, narrowly avoiding, you know, the soda cans being fired. Yeah. Um, and he escapes into town on his bike to try and find his dad, but or, uh, or mom or fought parent figures. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Okay, so I mean, we'll get to his next yeah, part in a yeah. second. So uh, the next thing I have down is stop touching me, or you'll be wiping your ass with a hook next time you take a dump. Oh, oh yeah. We're introduced to Brett <laughs> and Bible salesman. Yeah, I don't think he. But yeah, I don't think, I don't, I don't think he has, he has a name in the credits, but I don't think we heard his name. Yeah, but anytime. Brett, Brett's definitely, I think Brett's Laura, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think this actress isn't anything. Laura Harrington is as Brett. Like Steve Harrington from Stranger Things, that's, that's all right. I know. Maybe that was a reference. <laughs> yeah, probably, you know, it probably was. And Brett, <laughs> listen, she's a badass at times, but dumb as bricks at other times, and clearly not acting. She doesn't this. emote. I, I feel like I could be a good Brett. <laughs> Just put a wig on me. And, and she I, gets three costume changes, as we she, pointed she out. She does. She has that budget for the costume changes. It, we don't know why, because this, again, this is just a truck stop. We like, don't know why they have outfits. Well, the first <laughs> time we see her after she gets out of this uh, Bible salesman situation, she's wearing, like, an apron, and you're like, are you, is she working at the... Yeah, because she's dressed exactly like Will in that scene, yeah, so... so... I, I mean, we can only assume, using my advanced intelligence, that she's working, like, maybe she was helping cooking for, like, a time... Yeah, maybe. Before yeah. that, but we don't get any information on Brett. No, really. We don't get every, any information on any of these characters. Um, but at the same time, we get these uh, happy toys truck runs over uh, the preacher? Hell's Bells I have down next after that line. 
Um, well, so when they first show up, Duncan gets killed too. Yeah. You know, I think no, the Green Goblin truck. Yeah. It oh kills, yeah, it kills Duncan first. Yeah, it kills the Bible salesman and Duncan. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Bible salesman I have later, Duncan is killed first. I think. Yes. Yeah. He's like, uh, I'm blind. I need to go find my son and. And the the Green Goblin comes and runs him over. Yeah, because because before there had been a moment where like uh, yeah, because the yeah the Green Goblin truck, which is the ringleader of the evil trucks, as we said, <laughs> runs over Duncan and then parks itself, and the and the humans are like you know obviously confused, and they're they're like you know. Who, who was no one was driving that truck and then the driver's like i have the keys right here it like can't no one be no one yeah, no so, how so there's you know this is our first again there's many signs that things are going wrong yeah, here but but duncan is killed leaving um what's his name duke, duke. alone in the no, world no deke deke <laughs> they and i i pointed this out later in my notes that all the relationships have they start their same name with yeah. the same letter so no yeah have, it's like, yeah we have brett and bill we have Duncan and Deke. Yeah, and no. Then we there's... have Curtis and Connie coming up. So they yeah, all, they, yeah a lot they of a lot of alliteration. That. Yeah, it's a... I, I think it's a reason because we barely know these characters. Yeah. Speaking of Curtis and Connie, we get introduced to the the Dan and me characters of this movie. Uh, Curtis and Connie are newlyweds, just driving along, um, trying to experience their own life, <laughs> and they pull over to a gas station, and Connie is like, "My God, Dan." Well, is she dead? Well, well, fill them in on who plays Connie. Oh, Connie is played by <laughs> Yardley Smith, voice of Lisa Simpson, mm-hmm. who I treasure as one of the greatest actresses of her own time. <laughs> she should be in more things due to her voice and not based on her Scientology. <laughs> uh, but they're driving along and they come across this dead body and Connie is all like, Check if it's alive! <laughs> I don't know. And Connie is at a 10 this whole movie. <laughs> she she doesn't go any lower. And uh, Curtis gets out the car, checks his body, only to realize that it's been killed by a truck. He tries to wave down this brown toe and realizes it coming. it's coming at him and he dives out the way. And Connie is like, Did it hit you, Curtis? Are you alive? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, but they exit pursued by brown toe. Yeah, and again, like as as we discussed while watching this, their car doesn't. Oh yeah, turn do, ever. Do cars loyalty hold up? Like that's that was what the next one. No, like like the trucks. And again, there is later on like a bit of exposition over the radio, like uh, like some uh, vehicles have yet to, like, fall under this weird, uh, you know, transformation. Spell or uh, whatever effect. Or, like, it it takes longer for others, so, you know, we don't know what the difference is, but, you know, the trucks have all... The trucks have abandoned humanity, but the cars, for some reason, are still okay. Oh, my God. but, But not all, because, like, as they're driving along, we see, like, cars... The headlights on like abandoned cars lighting up and stuff like that. So you know, I mean, maybe it maybe it is if they if the power of friendship. Well, my suggestion was these were two newlyweds, yeah. so I feel like their good karma brought something to the good car. Good karma. There we go. That's so. Ha <laughs> 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 Where's our Emmy? All right. <laughs> we do this for you. Um. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, audience. It's my lead-coated room that does it to me in my school. Um, so, um... Uh, what do I have next? I have, uh, Bubba 
just Bubba says some shit in his southern dialect. And he's like, these fucking, <laughs> these fucking cars shouldn't run us because these, these trucks are like spinning around their uh, rest stop. Well, yeah, yeah. At this point, the trucks are circling yeah. the truck stop menacingly. And then Bill goes out to investigate, and he finds a jack-in-the-box in this uh, yeah, the green toy goblin truck, car. Yeah. And Dan suggested, why is this jack-in-the-box there? And I said, it comes with the car, Dan. Yeah, I, I, and that's the only explanation we have, because it doesn't, you know, it, again, that was just the guy's sleeping quarters, so. And then the sideline on the side of the truck is, here comes another load. <laughs> yeah. And Dan says, another load of what? And I gave a, a real inquisitive look at Dan at that point. Um, um, but it was good nonetheless. A good, a good sight gag. Yeah. Um but then we get um, a shot of Deke riding through his suburban yeah. town, and yeah. we see the extent of the damage. Um, there was a dog killed by a radio-controlled car. Yeah, the a, only um, important damage of the film that this dog yeah, died. Yeah, that was the only. That was why the are only they killing that, dogs? Well, I I don't but like I just it's I I I don't know the motivation. They of these. They work together. <laughs> uh, you know, a uh, 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 hair dryer strangled a lady. Yeah. Um, chainsaws have killed people. Yeah. Lawnmowers have killed people. I'm pretty sure we're supposed to think that an electric rocking hammock killed somebody, <laughs> but we don't. Because it shows the hammock swinging. Well, maybe the the death happened very recently. Like that was the last one. Yeah. It, well, okay, maybe. Yeah. Because I could have died. Because we see something in the lawn next to the hammock, so I don't know if in if in eighties. Because the eighties had a lot of that stuff. Of the eighties had yeah. like this is a self swinging hammock. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, you know, the future is now. But I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but there's you know the whole town is just in a state of devastation as appliances and machines have rebelled yeah um and deke narrowly avoids uh falling victim to an ice cream oh truck. my god this ice cream truck is the most intimidating thing in the movie and i thought this listen i i didn't think this was a bad movie i saw him yeah i thought this was a very good like movie this ice cream truck that you hear it coming down the block and it's horrifying like dun 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 it's intimidating no because the the neighborhood is lifeless otherwise everything's quiet and even earlier in the film like in another moment of uh i guess clarity that this movie has like the i think brett is like doesn't everything feel weirdly quiet to you like it's like 10 30 on a on a weekday there should be tons of drivers out here like Everything feels lifeless, yeah. and you know, because the machines are are rising up, um, you know. But again, the, the ice cream truck is effective, uh, but but Deke escapes and on his bike pursued by lawnmower and pursued by lawnmower who yeah. who does not have the speed <laughs> to catch Deke. Just like we're watching the Brave Little Toaster, also another scary movie. That clown reference, yeah. Oh my god, do you remember that, Dan, from your childhood, where it's like run? That's all the clown says. It's which, scary as fuck. Which 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 clown? I'm sorry, I wasn't. I was looking it, at Brave that. Little Toaster. Have you ever seen that movie? It's been a it's, long time. It's since based I saw on a that. book. Yeah, but there's a scary clown in that that okay. scared the shit out of me as a kid. I think I know what you're talking about. I think I do know what you're talking <laughs> that about. Movie is very existential. Yeah. I I wouldn't watch that. That's like a, a Lars von Trier film at this point. Well, that's what I've heard. I've heard yeah. that it's like it, it it has more gravity than it has any yeah, right the to. The air but... conditioner like commits suicide in that movie. <laughs> I've heard that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyways, back to our original agenda. I think where we leave Deke, he's trying to get into the crap pipe underneath... One one of the crap pipes underneath the... I think that's a little bit later. He's, like, pursuing, because he's still, like, riding his bike at the same time. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. Because at this point, Duncan is dead, 
And then the truck hits the Bible salesman, who is also dead. Knocks his shoes off. He's in this shit creek at the side. Because I wrote it directly in order, Dan. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah no. Well. So we get this Bible salesman is knocked out of his shoes and in the sheet creek running. And everyone's like, we're not going to save him. But again, this is another moment where one of the trucks antagonizes. Because the truck dumps his garbage on the top of the Bible salesman's car. Yeah. Like he, like he drives alongside it, opens the trailer, and, you know, garbage falls out. So again, these trucks... Have the capacity to dick with people. Yeah. So again, I, I don't know how much personality or agency they have, but, but they they, have they you know yeah they know they know they know how to cuss and they know how to to, to mess with people. Yeah. So who knows? Next thing I put down was Brett is very odd in her acting style choices. Well, that that can't that's not specific. To I any. put down <laughs> big truck because that was a big thing that it Bic is prominent. <laughs> yeah, and then I put down trucks assemble knock over phone books so are the trucks against the phones i don't think the phones but again we don't know because the phones are i I don't again we don't know what the dividing line between sentient not they would like team up because we just saw like a phone cord strangle a woman outside of a window when deke was running through town that was a hair dryer though it's the same cord dan but it's a, a spiral cord. In, presumably, <laughs> are you saying that hair dryers and phone cords are different, Dan? Well, I don't. I mean, by this movie's logic, I don't. I guess a phone could electroshock somebody if it wanted yeah. to. But the hair yeah. dryer, the hair dryer, presumably <laughs> propelled itself around the woman's neck because it it can it blow was air. It up with its lot uh, in life. I, I don't know how else a hair dryer would do that except you know a, a burst of air. But I I don't. Uh, I agree. So that's Bubba, neither here nor there. <laughs> Bubba then has one of my favorite lines: "These trucks ain't got no right to take over this uh, gas station." <laughs> well, Wanda June has the. Does she have the freakout yet? Is no, the, not yet. Not yet. I okay. haven't written down. So Connie and Curtis are on the move at this point. And they're pursued by a Mack truck mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and I just love how Connie is like, Curtis, you need to pull over. This Mack truck is going to send us into the next dimension, Dan. <laughs> uh. but, uh, but thanks to some quick uh, driving by Curtis, or quick thinking, I guess, they uh, managed to trick the truck into driving off the road. And at this point, I think I had you note that However they filmed it, the truck was already on fire yeah, when it was going they, off the road. They do so. uh, a swerve out to this brown truck that's following them, and the truck is already on fire, and then it immediately explodes after falling down like a tent, uh, like a ten-foot hill. Yeah, for no reason. Like, a lot yeah. of... Every vehicle in this movie explodes yeah. if given the prompting. Yeah. Um, I, I have that down, and then they, they reach this, uh, whatever the gas station is called. The Dixie Boy. Dixie Boy. It is? That is the name? <laughs> I, I, I'm just a Dixie boy myself, so I, I get that. And um, they're like, I'm going to shoot through this gap. Curtis, don't you shoot through that gap. We're not going to make it. Indy. And everyone in the diner or whatever is, they're just saying they're not going to make it. And they do make it, but they flip over at the last second. Yeah. Uh, the truck hits them. And we get Connie going, let me out of this scene. I can't. Well, I can't get out. Well, and they do have an opening because Bubba pulls out um, an yes, M27 M- rocket launcher. Yeah, that he has just <laughs> stowed away in his basement. Because, uh, yeah, no. And then we get the tease that um, because he, he chastises another employee for mentioning it. But he does 
it's established that he stockpiles a huge bunker of like weapons was underneath the Bubba gas station. Was afraid of like the next world war? I don't know. That could have been his background. Yeah. That could have been his like. I I, I don't he go to Nam. He might because I think Bill like makes a comment that he was stockpiling them to resell them as like military surplus stuff. Yeah, but I sense. he could have also been a doomsday prepper. Like it wouldn't like I wouldn't surprise me if he was like a you know some kind of survivalist or something. I agree. Um, but yeah, so he takes out uh, two of the trucks I think with rocket launchers, <laughs> and we we noted that you know smile you son of a bitch. You know, and then we oh. don't know like the trucks seemingly react to this like my yeah. friend is dead oh my god <laughs> like, my so... toilet paper truck is gone <laughs> what happened oh wake my... up <laughs> like, oh. like but... you feel bad for the trucks in the scene but um you uh, know we don't know uh well, no i put down next note is defiling the corpse of the truck well you know because they bring in a a the gun cart in a bulldozer yeah as the next two additions to the convoy yeah and the bulldozer begins it not only like moves the remains of the toilet paper truck it also clears out the cars that were blocking the gas pumps yeah um so you know obviously this bulldozer was summoned for that purpose yeah and this gun cart <laughs> thing uh is the muscle or the enforcer and using its horn it well, I, I think it actually shoots them first. Yeah, it mm -hmm. shoots at them first. Um, uh, well, Wikipedia says it is a specific thing. It's an M two seventy four mule, so it is it is just a machine gun cart. Yeah. Um, and uh, never minding the logistics of how this thing plans on reloading its ammo when the bullets run out, we don't. We it don't shoots know. in a straight line. Yeah. But we we also have to mention that. You know, there's this whole Eileen Warnos going on between <laughs> Bill and yeah. Brett thing going on. I, I just didn't know how to feel about it. Yeah, no, there was a lot. Yeah, yeah. She's like very dumb, but at the same time, very sophisticated. <laughs> and I know how to describe her, but I, I just put her down. And then there's a scene where Joey is on the shitter. Mm hmm. And Bill is commentating <laughs> to Joey, and I put down that Joey is probably actually shitting in this uh, yeah. scene in a Meisner technique. Yeah, method acting, that's... <laughs> yeah, and, and there's this whole Tennessee Williams thing going on where these southern characters just discussing their lives <laughs> over these trucks... No, if you cut back the layers, there is like there's a lot going on in Maximum Overdrive. It should not be it should not be understated that you know yeah there's like bits of a much deeper picture going on yeah. here. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I think the the mule um fires its machine gun and kills Bubba. Um, <laughs> not Bubba. You know, and then it it honks its horn to send Morse code, which Deke is able to decipher. And uh, it, it relays the message that the trucks want them to start pumping diesel to keep the trucks going. Not only the trucks that have been encircling this gas station, but also uh, the highway's worth length of trucks and cars that are waiting to be filled up here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they start pumping. We get the 80s sweaty montage scene. Uh, that like, it's so hard. The hot sun, the, the gas dials going up. Um, you know, because they're out there for presumably, like, the entire day filling these trucks. Yeah. Uh, did, did we... 
was this because this is the second day, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the second day, so Bill and Brett already hooked up. Yeah, because we and, forgot to. And Wanda has already gone mad at this point. Yeah, she's I think like I, I hate you, trucks. We made you. We yeah. made you. I, I, I would forget that. I, yeah, I, I, I I'm sorry, I forgot that. So I put down. Don't play for. Okay, because it's like because Bill and Brett hook up in this nondescript room that's presumably right off the dining room. Oh yeah, room. yeah, yeah. They 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 hook up and then. Then Wanda starts losing it because she's like, "We made you! You can't rebel against us! We made you trucks!" We and then for the first time, and they give her a little scare tactic. They move close, yeah, but they don't kill her. Again, the trucks know how to—they know how to negotiate yeah. to the extent that they can intimidate. And but then not they have kill. down like Bible salesman is still alive. He's crying off in the distance. Yes, they they hear the Bible salesman uh, like screaming in a in a ditch. Um, in the shit stream. Yeah, in, in, in the shit creek. And um, they go, like, uh, Curtis and Bill attempt to go out and get him. That, that's where we get the, uh, yeah. don't leave it to those manly men. Yeah. Not not you. Um, oh, Dan, don't go on. There's so many. <laughs> Man, that could take over for you. And so they, they crawl through the sewer and they, you know, the, the Bible salesman, um, who had previously latched onto Deke's leg because Deke was, you know, uh, know, he was scoping out the surrounding area to try to find, like, a pipe into that place. Um, So the Bible salesman is already dead by the time they get there uh, or dying, Um, but they do find Deke um, before the Bible salesman is killed by a dump truck who (laughs) lunges into the river to get them. Oh, my God. Uh, And I apologize. Then that's the proper order. Then we get the gun cart and yeah. the bulldozer showing up yeah. then wanda june sadly dies because she tries to make a stand against we the- made you damn it <laughs> we made you why would you turn against <laughs> yeah no machine gun cart won't have it uh bubba is dead we get the you know the the morse code thing well deke is the stephen king trope where like the little kid knows everything it's in Salem Lot, Salem's Lot. It's in it. It's in everywhere. Yeah. This little kid knows Morse code by heart. And he's like, I, I can't get it down. They're going too fast. Get me a pen. <laughs> well, well, you also pointed out that when uh, they, the, the trucks make the demand to the restaurant yeah. patrons that uh, Brett knew who Neville Chamberlain was. So. Never... Yeah. yeah Why would Brett know that? She's a dumbass. Because <laughs> like, it's, it's like the Nazis, but with trucks. But <laughs> she wouldn't know that because she's a dumbass. So I, I love women of all shapes, sizes, and varieties. But Brett, she's kind of so. Dumb. Again, there's layers to these th- this ensemble that we don't we don't know. You know, just just by looking at them. Yeah, um, the next line I have down is Emilio drugs hot pump up. <laughs> what, <laughs> Dad. No, that's no, that's the 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 eighty sweaty montage. Oh, that's when they're okay. pumping the Thank they're you. pumping the diesel out in the hot sun all day, and it's just characters sweating, and, <laughs> and they I have yes. calloused hands. Well, I put down it's not that hard to pump trucks. <laughs> So calm down. It's my next line. Because we, we have the whole day going, and then, um, you know, eventually... Emilio acting with a truck, like, back off, bitch! Out of watching <laughs> yeah, yes. The truck bumps him. But, but, but in context, the gas station predictably runs out of gas. Yeah. But the trucks, having thought ahead for this, bring forth a tanker truck to refill the, the diesel fuel. Yeah. Um, and then, as Jonathan said, Emilio has a a chest bumping manly standoff with the the tanker truck. 
um, as the tanker truck pushes him to the. I'm walking here. Like yeah, like the the uh, whatever the the portal for the gas line is. <laughs> um, so uh, Emilio at this point is uh, he re- you know he connects the tube to get the gas pumping. Uh, one of the truck drivers comes out and says, "Come on, man, you gotta you gotta." Well, I'll take you back inside. You've done everything you can. And at this point, we get Emilio exhaustedly giving, like, a montage that might... Or a, a monologue that might sum up... You know, it's like, we're... They're the brooms. Like, the aliens found a house they like, but it's all dirty. So then they sent in their brooms to do the cleaning and wear the dust. Or, like, like, it, like, again, it's supposed to be the deep, like... Like, you know... Uh, uh you know, uh and thus I become death, whatever fucking speech of this movie, but yeah. it, it, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, and, uh, at this point, the, the, you know, the humans are getting pretty fed up, and they, they start thinking up a way to rebel. Um, and they do that. They escape through the shit field, they... <laughs> Not yet. First, they, oh, they, okay. they, they finally outsmart the machine gun cart by getting below its... Right angle it gun. Can't, they can't shoot <laughs> below <laughs> that angle. So, Why are they so dumb? And they blow it up with a, a grenade. Um, and then they escape through one of the sewer pipes. Yeah. Um, at this point, the trucks are not happy. No. Uh, the trucks begin Destroying laying waste <laughs> to yeah. the uh, to the gas station. The donuts, <laughs> the diner, everything. Oh, and again, and then they, they demonstrate little moments of creativity, like the one dump truck raises its bed to knock over the, the, the gas station pavilion. Yeah. And then the other truck that, that's hauling, like, oxygen or something, or helium... Like crashes into the building and then sparks itself to blow up, so they know what they're like. They they're loosely capable of planning things, um, you know. And the survivors escape, and they go forth with with Bill's plan to get to the marina mm-hmm. to get a boat because presumably the trucks cannot follow them to see. We get a reappearance of our ice cream truck. We do at the same time that he, menacing ice cream truck. He's defeated. He's monitoring, like, the world. I'm yeah. scared of this ice cream yeah, truck. Yeah, that's true. He's like the outrider. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's patrolling. He's scope but, Oh, but we also get the burger screen, too. The, the burger, oh, uh... The, yeah, uh, humans <laughs> present. Humans <laughs> present. Like, the this automated burger fool, like, menu screen yeah. is, tr- is, like, alerting... But as Deke. I pointed out, and sh- Deke is like, I have to take another life today. Yeah, and, he, <laughs> and they and they he wastes it, but like, you know, and then he's like, take this gun from me. I can't do this anymore. Like, he just oh it was a burger sign. It was a, it was a it was a burger. It was a McDonald's. It was alive talking. in some way, and it had some sentience. <laughs> but but it felt. But again, in terms of sentience, like this this menu shouldn't have been able to talk without a person. So uh, we don't know. But you we don't did know. mention that, yeah. Um. You know, and then then they blow up the ice cream truck. Curtis gets that kill, I think. He yeah. they just fire a, a machine gun at it and yeah, it blows well, no, up. No, someone steals a ring first, right? And then he like that's dies. that's the last thing. Yeah, that's oh, okay. the that's okay. when they they get to the marina, um, and one of the truckers um hangs back to take a ring off of a a rich lady who had the, the been crushed by yeah. her or her car window, I guess. Yeah, I guess power windows, and then um, uh, green goblin truck sneaks up on him. <laughs> <laughs> and and kills case. him, um, but then Bill, uh, you know, gets a direct hit with the rocket launcher and destroys Green Goblin Truck, the main antagonist. Yeah. Um, 
and they they get on the boat, they sail off to safety, and we get a title card explaining that a uh, a UFO was destroyed later that week by a Soviet weather satellite. Which had like missiles or something. It's, it's a very it's, miscellaneous. It's like a yeah. title card. Like I'm a, like, I can barely contain this information at this point in the movie. Yeah, I've it, been drinking. It's very. It's, it's also kind of like tongue in cheek. Like it's you know there was like okay we're tired we're gonna wrap this movie up yeah. now. Um, and then six days later the Earth passes out of the comet's tail. And as far as we know, the survivors are still alive. They're still survivors. I mean, they they are dumb as bricks, but they all survived together. So can we? Can we, like, give them a round of applause? Can we, like, give them the kudos that they need? I think we should. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's established that they're alive, and then the ACDC credits start blaring. And I so. only assume that they, like, stay together as a family structure. I hope they, I hope they do. Yeah. I, they, they, they work as, they work as a... One. Yeah. 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 As a unit. Well, Dan, we made it through Maximum Overdrive. So, at this point in our podcast, we usually give our final thoughts and a pizza rating. Mm -hmm. A pizza rating is 8 out of 8, 8 being the maximum, Uh. (laughs) and lower being, you know, matching up with the score. Uh, I guess I'll go first, Mm -hmm. giving you time to think about this. Dan, you won. Let me tell you this, first of all. (laughs) I I love this movie. I'm going to give it a very high pizza rating. I love Stephen King. I love the schlock that was presented here, and I, I, I was drunk enough to feel the movie coursing through my veins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there was nothing bad in this movie. Right. I'm going to give it a solid seven out of eight pizza rating, and this is good. This yeah. was a whole pie. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine that that's you know, I, I don't, I imagine you don't hand out that score lightly. I listen, depending on how drunk I am, maybe, but. I don't. I, I'm going to match your score with seven out of eight pizzas because I there's nothing about this movie that that offends me or takes me out of it or you know the things I usually complain about in a movie. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just enjoyable. Yeah. Like I think I think if I would subtract one pizza slice for for the seven out of the eight, it would just be because you know. There was potential here to do a little bit more craziness with the yeah. with how like deaths or like you ending. know like I think that a few more characters could have died in the end yeah or even like tease like the boat was because they I think it's a motorized boat so I don't I, I, I there's no reason that the boat Our can't boats kill them just motorized cars <laughs> you know so uh, you know, the cars of the sea uh, <laughs> but you know so there could there was potential for a lot more 80s cartoonishly over the top horror movie deaths if they if they used all these different vehicles and appliances because you know there's like if you're sitting there and you're coked up and you're thinking about how you know my limit is trucks and cars and appliances how can i kill characters in this movie you know there's like there's cranes there's wood chippers there's you know there's we could have gotten a lot crazier that are strangling dogs but even so we did get like gun cart and other things and for that you know i i'm not going to hold that against the movie it was probably just a matter of whatever they could find so you know so again i i very much care for this movie so i i wasn't i'm not gonna knock it seven out of eight seven out of eight seven out of eight that's very high all right dan i want to thank you for joining me on this podcast and a emergency segment Mm -hmm. as always you are a profound film analyst (laughs) and more uh, but before we go, is there any way that I can, our, our audience can find you on social media? Uh, they can follow me on Instagram at king underscore Danis, um, and also our adjacent 
uh, Instagram account for our other podcast. Anime was not a mistake. Follow me. I'm there too. Yeah, yeah no, you too. And it it, it needs needs some love still, but I, people are following it. So yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can follow me at Lucy Mind JK on Instagram, Drake and Reed JK on Twitter, or my other anime podcast. Anime was not a mistake. Uh, currently, we're watching the Godzilla retrospective. Uh, almost there, and then we're gonna get back to maybe some anime. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see I'm what the see what the uh, the, the shareholders demand. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what the raccoons demand. But mm-hmm. thank you again, Dan, and you know, good night, audience. Of course, thank you for having me. Yes, of course. I don't give a ladybug though. I don't. I don't give a ladybug shit on a shingle. Christ on a cracker, Dan. Fast and clean. <laughs>